0: Welcome to The Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to The Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy, Pete Robertson. Man, it's like,
0: uh, I'm so glad to be here. You know, some days it's like, ugh, when we come to show day, it's like, okay, yeah, let's go, we're gonna do it. And some days you're just, for me, I was just telling you, I was like, I feel like lethargic a little lethargic bit Lethargic is the word of the day. Yeah. It yeah. was like one of those mornings or days, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just because we both have so much on our plates and we're just doing too much, so many things yeah. too much, but I mean, this is a passion. This is excitement to be able yeah. to share God's truth and then be able to talk about like topics we're going to be talking about today. Right.
1: You know? Exciting. It is episode one twenty four, Pete. Can you that is, believe that, that is when we nuts. were sitting on the couch in the living room talking about, Hey, let's do a podcast. I thought maybe, you know, two. One hundred.
0: Yeah, or do once a month, or once every other month, or Crazy. something like that. But just Crazy. I, I just see that you know there's so many things to talk about. There's so much in the world today that needs to have truth brought to light, right? And I yeah. feel like that's kind of it's like we were talking about in the prep show. It's like Riot Podcast is set up in a way that it helps bring. Topics in a deeper way, but it helps it bring it to real life, or relative relative to like what we're going through. We try to break things down in a simple way. So it's like some these are hard truths. Like talking about the Holy Spirit today, if we do it right, the context of it, it's there's some difficult things, and so we're gonna try to you know simplify it. So it's how are we how are we living this out in our daily life, and how does it affect us? So that's kind of what we do. But yeah, 124, that's crazy. It is.
1: It really is. It is so, nice. how was your
0: weekend? It was great. So on Friday we went to um to Brooke. How do you say her last
1: name? Lighterwood. Lighterwood. Oh, she was like the lead singer of Hillsong. Yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. 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 Well,
0: she still is, I think. And I, but she's just she's doing, doing, doing some her, solo stuff. Yeah, she's doing her own tour. um What a beautiful name yeah. it is. She does that and Amazing Voice. Yeah. So we did that. um It was anointed. Um, we were down in Largo, Tampa Bay area. Um, we went down, spent the night down there, Christina. Um, but yeah, it's just she. She. What made her concert probably so great? We opened in scripture. We opened in prayer, and then um, they did continuous worship. You know, as we just went through, just allowed the Spirit. It was every show is a new show. So however God leads it, whatever story that comes up, it comes up. I mean, she talked about giving labor. It was funny. And one of the things she was talking about, there was a popping noise when her water broke. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe that I'm sharing this story. <laughs> I didn't even know she um, was a mom. I didn't, yeah, did yeah. I know? And, and it was funny because she's also any woman out there that knows that there's a popping. What she was talking about, that's what she was experiencing, that there was something happening in the worship experience that, boom, God just some people's eyes were just open wow. you know, because you were you were able to enter the throne of God as we were worshiping. But there was a lot of prayer. She started the thing. We did a whole mit- intro thing with prayer, a lot of scripture reading. And, and at the very end of it, she, she closes it. So we go through this whole worship set and she closes it with the word of God. And she goes, be blessed and walks off. And it was like, you know, you start with prayer, you start with the word, you go through the worship, you, start, you go through more prayer, more prayer, more prayer. And then at the end, again, the word of God, the truth, and then boom, that was it. And so it's like everybody left there Wow. You know, you were, you were filled up, you know, and there was moments I had my eyes closed a lot because the lights were right in my eyes, but um, I was just like, God, I just want to enter your throne room. I just want to draw closer to you. So the the bottom line is, yes, I drew closer to the Lord. Yes. I was able to, at moments, I sensed myself in his presence in his throne room Um, I was focusing on the words and and it was, and I was able to just really elevate him. And, And it was more me decreasing and more him increasing. And so that was the experience. It was really awesome. I think I couldn't have said it That's better awesome. than that. Yeah, it was really good. But you had a great weekend as well. So you went and bowled. Yeah. And and you did really good.
1: Bowled really well on Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday. Was fun. And Sunday, what did you do? Sunday. It was just a small little local tournament, but it was fun. Uh, and then Sunday I got the opportunity um to, to preach. So um, Barry was on vacation. He asked me if I would I would preach and uh, and for some reason I said yes. And <laughs> And it's just it's so out of my comfort zone, but I, I always enjoy it. I, you know, it's, I grow from it. I learn from it. And, um, I don't know. I think, you know, people are just kind. Everybody had nice things to say, but, uh, um, I I thought I felt like it went really well. I talked about revival and kind of shared some of the things that are going on, you know, with some of the things we've been talking about on the show, yeah. you know, the, a lot of the college campuses what's going on there and, um, you know we talked about a couple weeks ago i think the jesus revolution movie and how that was kind of a revival back in the early uh, the early 70s <clears throat> and it's kind of tying all that together and tied it in with a very i mean very familiar scripture that i'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with second chronicles 714 yeah so read kind of that in context and and shared you know where solomon was coming from as he as you know kind of led into the, the i mean those were god's words but Right the chapter before that, it's all Solomon's prayer. To God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, chapter seven is kind of God's answer to Solomon. So it was just cool. Really enjoyed it. Um, my three key points. Yeah. <laughs> no, I,
0: I, I left there and I told you this afterwards. And, you know, I'm, I, Bob and I have the relationship where we could just be brutally honest with each other. I, I hope you have people in your life that you can do that. But at the very end of it, I, I just I sensed um, Bob was very well prepared. Um, and the delivery was really, really good. And it left us at the end. And it was like, um, the end of the message, when we walked away, we were just like, we were in God's presence. We were the spirit of God was moving and you could just sense it, you know, as people were leaving. Um, you know, it was like, okay, I want to know Jesus. you know yeah. And I mean, you ended it the vid- with a video, just, you know, spending a week and fasting and prayer and just getting to know Jesus intimately. And I, that set a tone, you know, and that's what, that's what the people left with is, Hey, I need to, you know, remove the distractions in my life and really ask God to bring revival in my own heart. So it was really well done.
1: Really, really, really good. Kind words from my brother. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, now I think, you know, Barry and I have been preaching and teaching for pretty years. I don't know, a long time. And you just started to do this, but you're coming into your own. I mean, it's, you know, Bob is becoming the uh uh you know this this uh disciple, a pastor, a leader, a teacher, and, and he, he's fighting it. So you guys you guys need anybody that knows him personally, if you guys have reach out to him, just tell him stop fighting it. You are this is what you are. God has called you here, this is what you're gonna become. This is it. So anyway, always gotta constantly remind him that. All right. And then what else we do? So Sunday night, remember we did, uh, we talked about, we had a Footsteps of Moses tour uh, meeting with people. That was Sunday?
1: Yep. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. It was awesome. (laughs) I'm just giving you a hard time right back.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, again, you guys sign up. We're doing like a $200 off if people sign up by May 31st, 2023. Yeah. Um, off the price. Uh, you 200
1: can, bucks. You could use that money for bring home some well, souvenirs.
0: Well, per person, but not just that. It's it. It definitely saves you. And we're already offering the price at rock bottom price. Um, but could, wait, there's more. No, just go to the riotpodcast.com and you can get information there. Um, it's going to be so. For awesome. the footsteps of Moses. You do not want to miss this. It's trip. in June of 2020, 2024. Epic. Epic. Yeah, it will be. And then, um, yeah, they could just reach out to us. That was great. And what else we talked about? Oh, Camel races. Camel races. Yep. That was fun. You're going to have to really look into that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it was awesome. We had, you know, some good questions and, uh, you know, just talked through the itinerary and everything. Guys don't, you don't want to miss this. Check it, check it out. It doesn't matter where in the country or where in the world you're from. We're going to, we're going to meet in Cairo and tour from there. And and then we'll finish up in Tel Aviv. So, it does not matter where you and live. And we're not going to
0: make it a big group either. We're going to keep it to one bus. so bus. It's going to be intimate. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be a good time. All right. So that's that means, you know, sign up early. First come, first serve. Yep. i you are know, so.
1: right. cutting it off right about 50, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's pray. Let's get going. All right. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for this time that we get to dive into your word. Thank you for your promise and reality of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I don't... We could not survive without the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't know how they did it. Um, Lord, we just we're just so honored and grateful that, uh, that we get the opportunity to share this message today. and I just pray that people would uh, maybe just see this and, and and hear this and it would just mean um, and it would just open their eyes like just something new and and fresh would come up upon them because uh, they just hear from you, Lord and hear from the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we just, uh, we give you this show, episode 124, crazy to even think about, Lord. You are so, so good. And we just ask that uh, you would bless everything we say, that uh, if we say anything in error, that you would correct it before it hits the ears of our listeners, mm-hmm. Lord. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Yeah, it's like the Old Testament, it talks about the, the the power of the Holy Spirit's presence was upon them, right? So that they would always have that. But now in the New Covenant, it's the spirit of God lives within us. Is that our body now becomes the temple. yeah? And so the old temple is gone and now our bodies are the temple. That is. It's just fascinating. All right. So we've changed the title of the show like 10 times. Yeah,
1: you're gonna have to say it because I didn't write it and, down.
0: And and we've tried to figure out okay, Lord, how do we <laughs> what do we say this? Listen, yes and y'all, the title is the hardest thing to title is right. to do. It's are hard. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah, are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, it's not no, that's one. not it. No, I think we this is what we came up with. Okay the genius of the holy spirit the Ooh, geniusness of the holy spirit
1: i like it i like it it's got a little ring to it it does all because
0: right. we're going to talk about
1: the holy the spirit, spirit. <laughs> and jesus is yeah all right let's do it my bible's got everything in red yeah so i think we're going to be talking about what jesus is saying today i got
0: a i got a bum bible mine doesn't have any red <laughs> I know it is kind of
1: disappointing. It sometimes. Is. my my uh, study Bible doesn't have it in red. I you need know, to get a off, little red like, pen just and just it. go
0: on any of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
1: we we, we digress. Right. Okay, episode 122, um, titled "Why Does the World Hate Christians?" We unpack John 15 verses 18 through chapter 16 verses 4. In t- in verses 18 and 20, Jesus stated that the reason the world hates Christians is because they first. Hated him. And because we now identify with him, meaning Jesus, they will also hate us. If I you mean haven't, it's
0: good and bad, but it sucks to have people
1: hate you. Nobody likes to be hated. No. No, it's no. not fun. But
0: we know why we're hated, that's so that's right. why it's okay. Well, it's not about us. No.
1: Right? They don't hate us because of us. No, they they just, hate us because
0: they just don't understand why they were created. They were yeah. created by a good God and they just don't get it. They don't get they that don't God get is it. for you, not against you. So they right. hate you.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So you know if Listeners, if you have not listened to show 122, it was you, good. Have, you have permission yeah. to pause and go back to 122 it was if so you good. want. Or you can keep listening and just go back to it. But go back to 122. Yeah. That was really good. Who we was? really want to encourage you to, to listen mm. to that show if you haven't already. This week, we will pick up where we left off in John. At this time, Jesus has told his disciples once more that he must die and ascend to the Father. As usual, Jesus gives his disciples hope with the promise of the Holy Spirit. How
0: many times does he have to remind them and tell them this? I mean, um, it's like over and over again. Listen, guys, 4, I'm going to die. six hundred twenty-two. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm yep. going to die. I'm going to die, and I'm going to rise again. I'm going to die. And they're like, wait, what? It doesn't.
1: No, it does doesn't not rise. compute. Does not compute.
0: Yeah, it's just hard to understand, I
1: guess. I guess. All
0: right.
1: We can, you know, we got the beauty of hindsight. They, yes. They didn't.
0: No, and I'm sure we're just as dumb, and we just don't. We can't articulate how think, dumb we are. because
1: I think we're either more dumb or dumber. I'm not sure which is we're the We're dumb problem. or dumber. The dumb and dumber. That's a movie. It is. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> Despite, the, I'm moving on. Despite the fact that his disciples are somewhat confused and sorrowful. Today's reading will reveal to us some additional awesome ways the Holy Spirit assists us in our daily walk with God. It will, be, this kind of sounds bragg- braggadocious. Yeah. Is that the right word? Braggadocious. No, the right word, though. It will be a fantastic show. I know it will. It, we're prophesizing over it now. I know it will. It's because going to be an awesome we're show. We're talking
0: about something that is radically going to change their life, right? Because the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit in my life, without understanding his role, and be his a hot functions, mess. That's, that's the understatement <laughs> of the day. And, and so when we say the genius of the Holy Spirit... By God, by Jesus, you know, he's going to talk about going to be with the Father. He has to leave the disciples to be with the Father because he has to send us the Holy Spirit. The, the genius level of the Holy Spirit is it's it's God living inside of us, giving us everything. Remember, Jesus yep. is the author and finisher of our faith, right? It's God is. And in everything, he gives us the power, the authority, the dominion, the insight, the understanding. He gives us future revelation. He gives us everything.
1: I don't think we even come close to grasping what you just said. I, God I is living in us. That's
0: the thing. And so when we we say this bold, what do you call it, braggadocious, whatever <laughs> the word, it will Very be a fantastic good. show. I am certain that if we can just block out what's going on right now in your world— Try to get into a place where you can actually hear what God is going to be saying to you and just allow the spirit to touch you. I'm telling you, this is going to be offended. All right. Let's All right. Let's
1: up. jump into the word. It's not a, it's not a huge text today, so no. we can get through this pretty quickly. Yep. But uh, yeah, like Pete said, just try to get yourself in a place where you can focus on God here for a few minutes. All right. Verse five, chapter 16 of the book of John. But now I am going to him who sent me and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Which is the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin. Because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness because i go to the father and you will know and you will see me no longer concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged yeah what were you going to say no i was just going to jump into our first statement but go ahead
0: yeah so my thought was like okay so the world is because it's talking about convincing the world of sin right so the the holy spirit is constantly present Okay, In this world, the Spirit of God is present. It doesn't matter if you're saved or not saved. If you're saved, the Holy Spirit lives within you. That's the it's, difference. That's the difference. But the Holy Spirit is constantly there, and people naturally know that there's a wrong and there's a right. They might argue that they don't, but in their spirit or in their consciousness, they know, no, that's not right. Killing somebody is not right, yeah. right? Or or lying or having an affair on my wife or a husband or whatever that's not right they just know it it's instinctive well how do they know that the holy spirit is the reason why they know that and so for us with the holy spirit leading inside of us we are now able to live differently than how the world lives we live in a with a with a uh, a life of truth we live with light we live with Knowing the difference between right and wrong, and we're able to navigate all through all the landmines that the world offers mm. in a much more easier way because it's no longer I that's living, but it's Christ that's living within me through the Holy Spirit. So when He says that the Holy Spirit is the Helper, well, yes, He's helping us get through the landmines that the world is offering us. Where a person that doesn't have Jesus or has the Holy Spirit does not have. That's there you right. go. All, all, right.
1: Right. all right, sets it up. Very good. We so know. now you know
0: that now you know where we're going with this row. <laughs>
1: We know know that up until this point, Jesus had been with his disciples for about three years and had protected them from attack, but he was about to leave them. He told them this earlier in the upper room and Peter had asked as to where he was going. So they were still a bit confused. Yeah, Peter
0: was asking in a way of like, this is all about me now. God, right. uh, why are you leaving me? You know? I, I need to know how to
1: follow you. Yeah, I want to, you know, where am I going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That,
0: this was nothing spiritual about why Peter was asking that. That's right. Yeah. Aren't you glad that God explained this to us? Yes. I'm just thinking, what if he didn't like lay out these details yeah, to help point. us understand it? I'm so like, great. Hey, just
1: figure it out on your
0: own. Listen, stop <laughs> bashing on Peter. Thank you, Peter, yes. for asking the dumb question, because I would, I would not understand it otherwise. Because we needed that. But of course, the main reason is that the Holy Spirit may come to empower the church for life and to witness. So again, he, he's not trying to empower the world. He's convicting the world of sin, but he comes to empower the church. And that's Jesus's message to the disciples. Listen, I have to go away so that the church has power. So right now, I'm limited in my flesh to be able to do what I'm doing here in, in, in Israel. But once I go... Now, you're, now it unleashes the whole world to you. And so that's what he's saying. So the church, I'm building Peter on this rock. I'm going to build my church. That's what he's talking about. So he's empowering the church for life and for us to be a witness to him. But furthermore, the risen savior would be able to intercede for his people before the heavenly throne of grace. Remember the Bible says that we cannot come it's like you know the israelites they could never come into the holy of holies there's no way they would have to go through the high priest the high priest only once a year was able to get into the holy of holies and then even then he put a bell on his leg because if he was sinning and he didn't do right he dropped dead in the holy of holies and they would have to pull that that the bell rope. and that yeah, rope, the rope out to his leg, yeah, yeah there was the bell in the rope yeah they would have to pull it out well now because of jesus and the righteousness of god and the perfect sacrifice that he was we, by believing in him, now can go directly into the power of the, of the throne room. And it's through the Holy Spirit, the interpretation, that we can communicate with God. Directly. It's amazing. And so, so it's the throne of grace. So God's grace that gives us those tools. And then the new truth was difficult for his disciples to grasp. But let me just read this. So in First John 2, 2, he says, he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So because Jesus went to the father, he now is the, the filter yeah. that we have through the Holy spirit is talking about all things. Jesus, once we give that Jesus and we understand about Jesus, we now go through Jesus, the filter and it goes through, but it's the Holy spirit that is bringing us to Jesus. So the, the people that are convicted of sin that don't know Jesus, the Holy spirit is convicted and saying, Hey, Jesus is your answer. You want to have answers to all your questions in life. You want to have answers to why you're suffering and why you're going through that. And you have no meaning. You have no purpose. Well, go to Jesus. And once you go to Jesus, now you have the filter to get to the father, but it starts with the Holy spirit. That's what Jesus is saying.
1: And let me, so I understand this. The filter is not for us. It's the filter is so God looks at us. He doesn't see us. He sees Jesus. That's it. That's the filter.
0: That's it. That's the, but the, through the filter, we have access to the throne of God. Yeah. We don't know about the filter without the Holy Spirit <laughs> convicting us of our sins to force us to repent, to accept the filter, Jesus, and all of that he's done in his righteousness. And now the Father sees us through the filter as perfect and holy. It's incomprehensible yeah. because I know that's not true, but it is true because the word of God says it's true.
1: Oh, and that's where that big word you said comes into play. Propitiation. Yeah, yeah. that that's what that means. Yep. A big fancy word yeah. for God doesn't see our sin anymore. He see, He only sees his son. Yep, propitiation is filter. That's awesome. All right. Why don't you just say filter then? So they were still a bit confused, and Jesus needed to explain why it was critical for them that he had to return to the Father.
0: No, because it says a propitiation <laughs> in the Bible.
1: <laughs> but we're breaking it down to the simplest form, and that's what riot does. I like it. Right. The common denominator. That's it. All right, something to keep in mind in what we just read. The Spirit comes to the church and not to the world. Pete kind of explained that already. Yeah. This means that Jesus is working in and through the church.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, the where two or more are gathered in his name, the Spirit of God is there. That's that's talking in the church context, okay? it's We are better together. We're going to talk about that more as we get through this. But the body of Christ, when we use our gifts and our skill sets in our lane, we stay in our lane. Okay, whatever our skill set and our gift is, it helps the body of Christ further the advancement of God's kingdom. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's like uh, we, you and I, we always talk about the tricord between you, me, and Barry. Yep. Okay? We each have distinctive gifts, right? We're, we're very talented, all of us, in the spirit of God, when we're walking according to the spirit of God. But together, we're much better, right? So when we're in concert together and we're working our gifts together, Man, it's, it's pretty powerful. That's the same thing with the body of Christ. When the body of Christ is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in them together as a whole, and we are doing the things that God has called us to do or what we're supposed to do, we are so much greater and so much more powerful. So that's that's what Jesus is trying to get at. But the Holy Spirit does not operate in isolation. We have to understand that. The Holy Spirit is not a, not a lone ranger, okay? He's not like, hey, just one person or this is it. Just as the son of God required the body to carry out his work on the earth, so too does the Holy Spirit require a body to carry out his ministries, and the body is the church. Mm. So our bodies are his instruments in temples, and he desires to use us to praise Christ and proclaim the gospel to the lost. And, then, and, I, and I ask, this, I ask this, this seriously, this question is, is our personal ministry set up and equipped to advance God's kingdom? And it's, and I, and this is what I mean. You know, being a, an usher at the church isn't, isn't really a personal ministry. I mean, it is, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm helping people advance God's, and and it's on the lowest end, right? But really, what are you doing that's equipping the saints and, and furthering, advance the gospel of God, advancing God's kingdom? And that's where we, that we as Christians, all of us must understand Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen 19 in Acts 1.8. We have to uh, be disciples and we have to be trainers that train trainers and, and have multiplication in our life. And it's, it's very key. And so as the body of Christ, can you imagine if everybody in the body of Christ were working towards that goal? where every single one of us had a personal ministry that was discipling other people? Wait, I thought it was
1: just the pastor's job to do the ministry. No,
0: no. but just imagine that. Just, just try to comprehend that. It would be amazing. Walk into a church. It could change the world. It would change the world. Yep. Just walk into a church where you walk into a church where every single person in that church has a personal discipleship ministry. And that you start talking to people and one guy is saying, oh yeah, God has been really moving and I'm... Through Zoom call, and now I'm in India and China. and We have these people that I'm discipling here, and I'm just constantly going, and they're discipling, and there we have six to seven, eight generations down, and so on. That is what God was calling. When they said He's turning the world upside down, that's what He was talking about. It's like the world that they knew it. All these people were being converted. They were all being changed. They were all being discipled, and that's what God is asking of us. But if you, I'm, mean, I have a quote here by E. W. Tozer. Let me just read it. It's, it's relevant right now. But it says this. It says. When then, when then are we to do about our problem? We must, wait, that's not the, that's not the quote. I think I have it in our notes.
1: Close your, your, quote? Oh, here it
0: is. Um, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. Oof. If the Holy Spirit has been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop And everybody would know the difference. Wow. You see the difference? That puts it in context. That's it. And how do we know the difference? It's through discipleship. It's It's through multiplication. It's through us equipping the saints to share the gospel of Jesus Christ one disciple at a time. And that's the key. And so that's what he's talking about. That's the Holy Spirit. And we don't do that on our own strength. We do that with the helping of the Holy spirit to further equip the, the church as the body of Christ to move forward. That's Jesus's, that's Jesus's statement in content. All right, let's go on.
1: All right. People occasionally pray, Lord, send your spirit to speak to the lost. Uh-huh. May the spirit move from one heart to another. Such prayer is without a doubt sincere, but is it biblical?
0: I've heard this so many times, you know, we say, God, I just pray that your spirit would just convict the people right now, Lord, everybody that's here and And no, it's not, it's not biblical. It's not. And here I'll explain it. The Holy Spirit does not float up and down the rows of a church building seeking to win the loss, but the Holy Spirit works through his people. He dwells in when the Holy Spirit descended on Peter at Pentecost in Acts two, he gave him authority to preach and preaching of the word brought conviction to those who heard. Hmm. So the Holy Spirit is moving through the people. It's a fascinating thing that God has done. He says, I, Your temple, your body is your temple. I'm going to dwell in your temple, and that's where the Spirit of God is going to reign. And so, through one disciple at a time, that temple is growing. And as we are being poured out as drink offerings, the Bible says, to, to further the advancement of God's kingdom, we are discipling and sharing God's truth through the people by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit doing it. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in you, the temple of God that's spreading the gospel.
1: Wow, that's a great picture.
0: So that's, that's the context. What number are we, three? Yep. Um, I said, Acts 1-4, Acts but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me. That's the key, okay? It's, it's through the person. It's through the disciple. Oswald Chambers says, when it's, when it's a question of God Almighty spirit, never say I can't. So if you're looking at the circumstance and you're saying, oh my gosh, I can't witness to that person. Nah, not through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can, or you're looking at a circumstance in your life says, well, there's no way I have no money. How am I going to reach those people? How am I going to equip them? How am I going to do that? You can't say I can't with the power of the Holy Spirit at work because the Bible says greater is he that's in you than he is in the world. And the Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you mm-hmm. through those who are called according to purpose. And the Bible says that he will supply all of our needs according to the riches of his glory. So there's nothing you can't do without the power of the Holy Spirit for you. The Bible says, if he is for you, nothing can be against you. So that word, I can't, is not possible when the Holy Spirit is in you and you are doing it to advance God. And then the last one, Alan Redpath, he says, if you look up into his face and say, yes, Lord, whatever it costs, at that very moment, he'll flood your life with the presence of his power. Whatever the cost, I'm going I'm in service to you. I will die for you on this day. Glory. If you say that in your heart and you believe it in your heart and your life is on mission with Christ, see his word and be a witness to him by the power of the Holy Spirit, God is going to advance your your capabilities. You're talking about the genius of the Holy Spirit. It's going to overwhelm you. You're going to be more powerful. You're going to have more thoughts. You're going to have more wisdom. You're going to have more understanding because the Holy Spirit is working. All right. Get me going, man.
1: Preach. Preach.
0: I love this topic.
1: The key word here in verse eight is reprove. It is a legal word that means to bring to light or to expose or to refute or to convict and convince. It could be translated, pronounce the verdict. So by this definition, Jesus is saying the world might think that it is judging Christians, but it is the Christians who are passing judgment on the world as they witness to Jesus.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's, here it is again. So it says, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So that word convict is reprove. It's the legal term. It's to expose, to refute, to convict. So, yes, exactly. Believers are the witness. The Holy Spirit is the prosecuting attorney. And the unsaved are the guilty prisoners. They're caught up into their own birth. Remember yeah. when Isaiah 61, I've come to release the captive, right? To, to set free those that are bound in prison, the bondage, right? In the world, you are, you are, you're handcuffed to your sin. You're handcuffed to, to, to evil, what's controlling you. And the Holy Spirit is in there, I have the key to unlock it. But you're like, I don't want to serve the Holy Spirit because I don't want to have goodness and holiness in my life. I don't want to have the truth. I don't want to have to serve a God and let him be master over me. I want to be master. I don't know. I I just can't comprehend it. It seems common sense to me, but that's people. But however, the person of this indictment, the purpose of the indictment is not to condemn it, but to bring salvation. What, What is that verse in Romans where it talks about no condemnation in Christ?
1: Yeah, Remember what you, there shall you, be no condemnation.
0: Yeah, but you use, the, you use the illustration a lot about the condemnation, remember? No. Oh, you say, <laughs> yeah, you do, you do remember, you just don't remember, I, I didn't put it in proper context. Anyway, there's no way that Jesus condemns it. The world's already condemned. Yeah. So the world is going to hell regardless. Jesus is the lifesaver. Jesus is the one that's bringing salvation. He's the one that's giving you hope. He's the one that's bringing the peace. And it's through the spirit of God convicting
1: you to get you there. Yeah. What's John three seventeen too? Like you know, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world; it was basically he was condemned already.
0: Yeah, yeah, I knew that you had it. There's probably more there too. All You're, right, you'll come up later. With <laughs> I learned a lot from you, Bob. Oh, thank
1: there. you, Pete. All right, the Holy Spirit convicts the Ooh. this I found fascinating, Pete. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of one specific sin, and that sin is unbelief. Mm. The law of God and man's conscience will convict the Ooh. sinner of his sins, plural. Yep. But it is the work of the Spirit through the witness of believers to expose the lost world's unbelief.
0: Yes, because it is the unbelief that condemns the lost sinner, not the condemning, the committing of the individual sin. Understand right. that. Yeah. So a person could clean up his life and quit his or her bad habits and still be lost and go to heaven. How many people have you said, Well, I'm a good person. I do the right things. Well, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, the author and finish of your faith, if you haven't if you haven't recognized that the God of the universe that created you has a purpose for you and that there's a reason why he created you, and that is to love him, to glorify him, and to share share and be a witness of him to the ends of the world, then you're not saved. It's that simple. And it's, it's so hard for people to understand. Well, don't all religions get to heaven? No, religion sucks. Religion <laughs> takes you away from God. Religion takes you closer to your own self-worth. Jesus is the opposite. It's sacrificing yourself. It's elevating God above yourself. It's elevating others above yourself. And it's walking on humble holiness with God by the power of the Holy Spirit to do things supernatural for the good of the world, good of mankind, and for the glory of
1: Jesus Christ. It's completely different than religion. That's a good point there. Our gifts are not for us. Our gifts are for the church. You know what this reminds me of? We Hmm. talked about this a few weeks ago, I think, uh, the unpardonable sin. This is the unpardonable sin. It's unbelief. That's it. Everybody focuses on, you know, a million other sins that you could pick up, but that's this is the one. Without this, it's like Satan
0: does everything yeah, he can do. The liar. To deceive you. Yep. To, 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 you know, he brings so much dross into your life that you can't see it. It's so murky, it's so clouded that you can't see the truth. The truth is sitting right there in front of you. Romans says, that all you have to do is look at the creation of the world and know that there's a God. That's right. How do you not look at that? How do you not know that if we were a few degrees closer to the sun, we would disintegrate? A few degrees away, we would freeze. How do you not know that? Yeah. How do you not know that it's absolutely impossible how our eyes are even made? If you start doing research on just our eyes alone, it's like it's utterly impossible how the the miracle that it came to life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How could you not just like... There's a creator. If there's a design, there's a creator. That's that's it. If there's if there's something that's made, someone made it. Well, who made you? God did.
1: Amen. Amen. Good stuff. The spirit also convicts the sinner of righteousness, not unrighteousness. Yeah. Walk us through what that or what righteousness means.
0: Please. Yeah. I mean as I just want to we talked about a little bit at the beginning, but the righteousness of Jesus, the perfect lamb of God. Uh, the world would not re- receive the son of God, so he has returned to the father. When he was here on earth, he was accused by men to be in a blasphemer, a lawbreaker, a deceiver, even had a demon in him. But the spirit of God reveals the savior in the word and in this way glorifies him. The spirit also reveals Christ in the lives of believers. Keep in mind, the world cannot receive or see the spirit of God, but they can see what he does as they watch the lives of dedicated believers. Hmm. That's why I'm saying if, if us believers in the church we're committed to walking in concert with each other for one purpose, to see the world see the world witnessed by, or see us witnessing to the world uh, Christ, right, or discipling the world. I'm, I got it all mixed up, but you get what I'm saying. If we all said, okay, here's my gift, here's my gift. Okay, you can do that. Okay, I can help you with that because here's my gift. Okay, you can do that. Okay, I can help you. I can do, and where the body of Christ just comes together in concert, you, you said it. The world's done. There's no hope. They're gonna be changed. And did you know that in the 1040 window, the 10 degrees longitude, the 20th latitude, that the, that four or five point three billion people are living in from North Africa, all the way over India, all the way through Saudi Arabia, all the way through China, that 5.4 billion people have been unreached. They don't know who Jesus are. It's like 60% of the world's population
1: in and, that little window.
0: And the reason why we don't go there is one, we don't learn the language, we're scared, right? Or we haven't discipled people to go into those areas. Hmm. And so because that, that's the case, now that whole part, can you imagine if the body of Christ got together and said, hey, enough with this 1040 window with 5.4 people not knowing. Let us do something. Here's my gift. What can I do to help equip those people? And so you're, you, you're going to be hearing me say this stuff more and more because God has just opened my eyes to be able to see that I, me personally, can do something. And I'm sharing with you personally, people listening, that you can do something and we can do it together. But we got to get on. We got to get ourselves, you know, deny our flesh. We got to pick up the cross and be in mission with God. You know, let's get pumped up. Let's get excited. The Holy Spirit's for us, man. God, God went to be with the Father so we could do
1: this. Can you guys tell Pete's passionate about this? Man, he's got a sermon just burning inside of him. Somebody give him a pulpit. That's it. All right, let's <laughs> Number go. seven. All right. The Holy Spirit convicts the lost sinner of sin. This statement should not be confused with Acts 24, 25, which speaks of righteousness, temperance, and the coming judgment. Jesus Ooh. is referring to his judgment of Satan, which was accomplished through his death on the cross. Yeah, again,
0: Satan is a God of the world. Satan had control over the world. Jesus chose, or God chose Israel uh, as the separate, and that's through the, through Israel the Messiah came so that the whole world can now be you know remember in revelations talk about the deed who could take the deed and no one can and then Jesus comes in and he takes the deed and so now he has full ownership over the world again And context is Deuteronomy 32:8-9 it talks about how God gave them over to their inheritance and the satanism been able to control them anyway It's really
1: bad news for Satan.
0: Yeah, it is. So now here's Jesus saying, ah, now you're no longer, you know, you're judged, right? Satan has already been judged. Repossessed. And the verdict has been announced. So all that must take place is the executing of the sentence. And that will occur when Jesus returns again. So when he comes back, that's when, you know, it talks about what he'll be put in uh, uh, Gehenna for hell for like a thousand thousand years, years. come back, and then it would be all for eternity. But back to Jesus' point as a lost sinner, is truly under the conviction, he will see the folly and evil of unbelief. He will confess that he does not measure up to the righteousness of Christ, and he will realize that he is under the condemnation because he belongs to the world and to the devil. Hmm. The only person who can rescue him from certain death is Jesus. There can be no conversion without conviction. Let me say that again. There can be no conversion without conviction. You can't give your life to Jesus if the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you. So the Holy Spirit is constantly convicting people of their sin and showing them, hey, listen, you think you're holy? Let me, let me put you in front of Jesus. Let me see. Let's let you now examine your life. Isaiah 6 comes to mind, right? They oh, no, I can't. It's at that moment that people convict, are humbled, then they come to Jesus.
1: All right. All right, let's transition and read the rest. Well, not the rest, but let's read verses 12 through 15 and unpack how the Spirit is our teacher that guides us. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you. Again, this is still Jesus speaking, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Oh,
0: my gosh. Again, the Holy Spirit is everything that, everything that Jesus had, all authority, all power, everything. I mean, it's like, oh, I need to pay my taxes. Well, Spirit of God, what do I do? Oh, Go, go down to the... To the you know, to the sea and ca- catch the fish, and there's going to be coins in his mouth and go ahead and pay the taxes. Now, he does that, though. I mean, I'm not just saying that. God, if we are in the kingdom building business, if we are in mission with Christ, and our main focus in life is to disciple people, right? To 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 one disciple at a time. If our main mission in Christ is, Lord, my life is to be a reflection of you. I am, I am in the people business. I'm in the ministry. I'm doing the things of God. There is nothing that's going to hinder you. God is for you. God is going to provide a way. God, in every circumstance, it is there by reason, by design, so that you know Jesus more intimately, and you can be of service to him in a more powerful way. That's it. And so we have to comprehend that. It's not or oh, yeah, if I do if I do the works and that's the only reason why the Holy Spirit no the Holy Spirit will never leave and forsake you he's constantly there it's us that's not pursuing him okay. it's not us it's us running away from him but when we are we get it and our light bulb pops off it's like uh-uh, I'm supposed to be about the Father's business as Jesus was I'm supposed to follow what Jesus did and and talk about the Lord and witness to the people and love on people and and bring the kingdom of God everywhere I go if that is your lifestyle. You have power like no other power. Literally, demons will flee. The the mountains will move. You'll walk on water. You'll, You'll do things supernatural, not in your own ability, but with the power of the Holy Spirit because Jesus just said it. He just said, I'm giving this to you. Because I go to the Father, now you can go into the whole world with the same power, the same authority that I have. And then he said this in another part of the gospel. He says, but not only that, you're going to be able to do even more things abundantly than I You're going to do even greater things, it says. So just please, people, listen to this. Try to comprehend this. What are we doing sitting on our hands? What are we doing not being in service and mission with God? Mm. Let's get pumped up today. Let's get excited. Let's get going. All right. right.
1: Yeah, don't be sorry. Yeah. Jesus was always careful, Pete, to give his disciples just the right amount of truth at the best time. Mm. You know, this is a mark of a great teacher.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, when we're, we're teaching or we're sharing with certain people, we're listening to what they're saying. We're like, okay, what is the best thing to say to them right now? And I've just always learned is is just touch on what God is saying in their life in that moment. So I've I I I've learned to be very careful not to give advice, give opinions, um, or anything like that. I'm listening to what's saying, and I would always ask people, and you know this being around me, was what is God telling you? Yep. Right? What is what is the Lord sharing with you? And based off of that information, then the Lord can say, okay, here, give him this nugget to help unlock where he's where he's locked. Right. So you give him the right amount of advice as it, well, God does the exact same thing, right? So the Holy Spirit is our teacher today and he follows the same principle with us. He teaches us the truth we need to know when we need them and when we're ready to receive them. And that's the key is, is sometimes we can't handle the truth. <laughs> and sometimes he has to be very patient with us. Yeah. And sometimes we have to go through some tidal waves in our lives in order for us to be conditioned and prepared right to receive the truth that God is going to bring. Everything is about him. It's never against you. It's never personal to attack you. God is always for you. And what he's desiring from your life is for you to be in mission with him. He wants you to think like him. He wants you to know him. He wants you to talk like him. He wants you to act like him. He wants you to see people like him. He wants you to speak with boldness and with truth like him. And he wants you to do it in the love and the gentleness that he gives you. And, and if you're lacking that in your life, you're not conditioned to receive certain truth that God wants. You. You're going to have to go through seasons. You're going to have to go through times in your life that are going to be a little bit more stretchy. But take heart. God's overcome the world. Don't fear it. You'll get through it. There's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel.
1: It's a God, trust thing.
0: That's it. God will strengthen you in the midst of it. You'll get through it. It is. It's a yeah. trust
1: And thing. once we start trusting, there's freedom in that. Amazing freedom in that. Mm-hmm. All right. When you compare John 14, 26 to what we see here in verse 13, you see the wonderful way that God arranged for the writing of the New Testament. The Spirit would remind them of what Jesus had taught them, this gives us all four Gospels.
0: Yeah, I love that. So the Spirit would go also guide them into all truth, and this would result in the epistles. He will show them things to come, refers to the prophetic scriptures, especially the book of Galatians. Remember, you were just telling me a story about things to come. It's the Holy Spirit, what, one of the things that he'll do, he'll start preparing you yeah. for, for, for something that God's going to do, right? And it's like you, there's a stirring you know, have you ever heard that there's a stirring in my life yeah. and, or you're preparing yourself or wait, I need to do this more. or I need to adjust this more. There's something happening. And then boom, that revelation comes and they're like, wow, you know, God prepared. What was that story? If you could tell it kind of briefly of what you went through. Yeah. Was pretty, well, oh. it was uh,
1: really about, about Sammy and, you know, Crystal and I had been trying for years to get pregnant. And w- when we did, we found out we were going to have a little girl the Holy spirit really started working on me. And in fact, I, I wrote her a letter before she was even born, just kind of like just some tips, you know, some things that, uh, it was little things like, you know, laugh often pray, you know, you know, just all these different things, but God was really putting on my heart that I, the last thing I wanted to do was be a barrier between mm. my daughter's relationship with him. Mm. So that's kind of how he was working. And then, you know, I've told the story about the, 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 the emergency or the O.R., when uh, Sammy was being born, her, the cord got wrapped around her neck. They had to go in and pull her out real quick. And I'm sitting there, um, you know, just looking at my wife and looking at my daughter and, you know, Crystal looked like she was, she, she was pale and looked dead. My daughter wasn't breathing. And, uh, you know, I was just complete surrender. I was, uh, had no control and had to surrender it. I finally surrendered to God. And I, I heard him say, you know, I've got this, I've got this. And to me, that was just a huge turning point in my life. But to your point, Pete, is the Holy Spirit was preparing me for that point leading up to that.
0: Yeah, it's like you were conditioned to receive what he was ready to bring. That's right. And and that's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about all the different roles of the Holy Spirit. That is a major role that God does. And so if there's something stirring in you right now, God has a truth that he wants to reveal to you. There's something more that he wants to give you. So don't fight it. Trust trust him trust him all
1: right all right we must always remember that the spirit of god is always associated with the word of god which is truth the phrase he the spirit shall not speak of it himself in verse 13 this does not mean that the spirit never refers to himself rather it means that he does not speak apart from the father and the son
0: yeah verse 13 is the gospel it's a godhead exactly he does not manufacture a different message you have the entire Godhead mentioned in John sixteen thirteen, Because the spirit of God does not ignore either the father or the son, they all work harmoniously together as well. And we work together as a body of Christ as one when we're walking with Jesus as our guide. And so when we surrender our lives, we then in concert with just walk in, in a effortless way, really, because we just come together and we walk towards
1: then go in harmony. I love it's that. It. That's a great way to put it. Yep. Beautiful. All right. All right. Last one. It is the spirit's ministry to enrich us with the treasures of God's truth. He illuminates Ooh, us like with God's truth and enriches us with God's riches. Yeah. God's word is like a gold or a silver or a precious gem mine. What a blessing to have the Holy Spirit illuminate His Word for us every day.
0: When we were putting this together, I was thinking of the the. I told you this in the prep, like the the Seven Dwarves. I and, owe, yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Well, it's and and I work. was just thinking, there's a there's a scene in there, <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, where there's like they're in the mine, and all of a sudden, all these jewels and yeah. all of these things, and he's saying this, that's the Word of God, and it's like we have all the precious silver, gold, everything. We have the greatest the most expensive, we have everything, the, the truth. He's doing his best to try to help us understand that the word of God is so amazing. The
1: most precious treasure ever.
0: It's everything. And, and, and the Holy Spirit's role is to reveal to you everything that's in the word of God. But if we don't know the word of God, the Holy Spirit, how do you know it's true? But if you know the word of God and you memorize the word of God and you're in the word of God and you're studying the word of God and you're spending time meditating on the word of God the word of God becomes real in your life and the spirit of God has more weapons to use inside of you. You know that's that's Good. why when we're in ministry with God and we know the word of God the Holy Spirit says uh uh-uh, say, uh-uh, say, uh-uh, say this. Uh-uh, say this. Uh-uh, say this. Uh-uh, say this. Uh-uh, do this. He's constantly reminding you and you have one victory after another victory after another victory after another victory after another victory. After another victory. It's because the spirit of God is revealing the truth of God through the word of God in your life. Now nothing can stand against you. And it's, and it's, that's the importance of the Holy spirit. And I don't think we even did justice to it. We did the best. I was just most, I'm passionate because I care that, that much about it, but we still didn't even scratch the surface some, of how unbelievable you know, the Holy Princess spirit Chan is. wrote
1: a book called the Forge- the forgotten God. And it's all about, it's all about the Holy Spirit. It's really, it's powerful.
0: And he's, he's another one talking about passion. I mean, he gets really passionate, but yeah. So anyway, um, we do not study the word of God in order to argue religion with people. I, I think there's too many people out there, you know, they, they take this three, first Peter three 15, and they're like, Oh, I'm apologetic and I'm going to argue it. Listen, you don't, you don't study the word of God to do that or to show our grasp of spiritual things. You definitely don't want to have the word of God to make yourself puffed up and yeah. act like you're smart. I mean, come on. We study the word of God to see Jesus, to know God better, and to glorify him in our life. It's, the word of God is what transforms us. The word of God is what humbles us. The word of God is what shows us that we're far from him and that we're in desperate need of a savior. As we witness in the hostile world, the spirit uses the word he has taught us and we share Jesus with the lost. It is our job to be a witness. It is the spirit's job to convict. It's not our job to convict people. We do not have to manipulate people into Jesus. Either God is is gonna work in them or he's not. Our job is just to love. And our job is to just speak the word of God, speak it in love, speak it in truth, and and do it in a way that elevates Christ and that you are decreased. Um, arrogance, all of that stuff that we do. We, we go around, you know, screaming at people and telling them to repent and all this stuff. That's not going to do it. Go meet them where they're at. Go love on them where they're at. Go, go break bread with them. Go, don't judge them. You know, the first five meetings that you're there and say, like, you, you shouldn't be having sex with your, with your boss's wife. That's not right. You know, you should stop that. Just don't go that Just It's not going to help. Listen, you share with them how much God has changed your life that day. You share with them what God has done in your marriage. You share with them how God has really opened your eyes to new truth. You share with them how amazing he is in your own life. And guess what will happen to them? Get a hunger. They want to know more. It's not your job to tell them that they shouldn't be sleeping with their wives. It's your job to love them. It's your job to elevate them and to encourage them and to speak life into them. And what will happen is their lives will then be changed because they'll see the Holy Spirit working in you. And when the Spirit of God is working in you, the world can now be turned upside down, one disciple at a time. And then they say, well, how do you get that? Well, let's let's meet for lunch and let's talk about it. And then you can just start discipling them. You can start living it. And if you want a discipleship ministry, I, I should be saying this because, we're kind of sponsored by Be Mission-Minded, and a part of Be Mission-Minded is natural discipleship, and the natural discipleship is a tool, a discipleship tool that you can download right now on your, on your app phone um, to start discipling people um, one disciple at a time. So I'm just sharing that, and you'll hear that a lot from us lately, but um, with that said, um, if you're listening to this and you do not know Jesus and you want to be discipled, um, and you want to give your life to the Lord, well, guess what? We're here, and we would love to disciple you. We would we would get you in contact, if not for ourselves or somebody. Well, we will make sure that you are on the road to having a personal ministry, to, to to be used by the Holy Spirit to be a witness to Christ of the world. And uh, you just can contact us. But first, you just really need to humble yourself, and you just really, in your heart, just repent of your sin. You just need to say, God, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for choosing you to do it my way. And, and, and then say in your heart, say, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you created me to worship you and to serve you. And I believe that you died and you rose again on the third day so that I can have access into the throne room of God. And, and I believe that with all of my heart. And then the Bible tells us after you've confessed your sins and after you returned from it and you chose, now you have chosen to worship and follow him. The Bible says now go get to work. Get in the word of God, study, get involved in church, reach out, learn, just get discipled, grow spiritually. And if you don't have a church, reach out to us. We would love to get in contact with you and help you find a healthy Bible-believing church. And so, anyway, Bob, how could they get in contact
1: with yeah, us? Yeah, great question. We have tons of resources on our website. Go to theriotpodcast.com and um, just check out the tabs that are there. And if you just you know you just gave your life to Christ, we would love to hear about that. So you can email us. Find our email addresses there at our the, at our website. You can go to any of our social media sites: YouTube, Twitter, um, Facebook, all of the above. And uh, just reach out to us there. We we monitor the comments and uh, we respond to people. In fact, we get some of our show ideas from comments from our listeners in those places. So we would love to hear from you. And uh, one favor that I would ask is that you would you would click the subscribe button. That you would share. It with a friend or share it on your own social media say hey i just listened to this uh this is a, a interesting discussion on the holy spirit i think you might enjoy it something simple well, like that just powerful a powerful discussion powerful, powerful. yeah <laughs> oh pete i love you brother It's always a pleasure to do this show with you. And uh, man, I just love your passion today. And uh, I just want to thank the listeners for for listening to the host show. Again, just share it with somebody. We'd really appreciate that. Have an amazing week of worship. Mm. Let the Holy Spirit
0: take over. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and pursue him with a reckless abandonment. With everything you got, pursue Jesus. And I promise you, your life will be forever changed because of it. All right, be blessed. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.